Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Christmas is coming up. I hope that you have made out your list and you've thought about the people out there that are most important to you that you love, but also for the strangers out there that are homeless, those who are hurting. And if you can do anything to help out people and give support and love, that's great. And of course, it's a gift and blessing from God for you to be able to do that. And any blessing you can give another person, well, that's what life is all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's at least part of the meaning and purpose of existence. I've had a lot of people request, because I haven't made any videos on my new God TV radio show channel about Kent Hovind or the experience I had in the past, um... People are also asking me, Brett, do you ever plan on doing live shows again? Um, will there be discussions and debates like there was in the past? A lot of people really enjoyed that. Other people, I'm not sure they enjoyed it for the same reasons why I used to enjoy it. And when I say used to, um, I seriously mean that because my show ended up becoming something that I did not want. It was a dream to be able to open social media to the public and allow people to come in and talk with me. I even had on my logo, God TV Radio, where you're going to see famous, popular people, interesting people, motivational speakers, inspirational, and just um, the list goes on. I had big ambitions, big plans. I was also wanting musicians and artists and writers, authors and such to come on the show and talk about um, their masterpieces, their creativity. I just really thought it was exciting. My true intention obviously wasn't to make any real money. Um, I have a support donate thing, but I'm not a YouTube partner and I wasn't requesting anything out of it. I just simply like the idea, deep down inside, of being involved with people who had positive influences in the world and making a lot of friends. That's, for me, what YouTube has always been about, socializing. Unfortunately, YouTube's a very shallow place. Um, it's a place where if you're a person who is getting well-known or any kind of notoriety, the moment that you make a friend with somebody on the internet, the moment that you show respect or consideration towards another person on the internet, it's a lot different than it is in real life. Because anybody that's anyone on the internet the moment they start making videos and gathering or collecting a following if they're fortunate enough, or should I even call it fortuning? It's kind of like a, a blessing and a curse when you're on the internet and social media. You're going to get people who respect you. You're going to get people who will see you as a savior of God or the priest of awesomeness. Other people will see you as a puddle of mud. Somehow they get the complete and utter opposite um, effect when they're watching other users. And I kind of, 
identify and relate with some of these people on both sides of the equation. I've never looked at someone and thought, ooh, this is uh, the savior of mankind or anything, except for Jesus Christ, of course. But there have been men like Kentoven that I looked up to whenever I was a young man trying to find my calling and trying to understand where I should go and what I should be saying and what I should doing, uh, what I should be doing. And, uh, well, one thing about heroes, ladies and gentlemen, and one of the reasons why the Bible tells us not to idolize um, other people is the thing you're going to find out about a hero is that no one actually in reality wears capes. No one's wearing a big Superman symbol. Um, celebrities do suffer. They do go through pain. They have flaws. They're, almost every celebrity I've ever heard about has been through divorces, has had lawsuits done to them. If they haven't been in court, then they must not be that popular of a uh, celebrity. Johnny Depp, perfect example. O.J. Simpson, I could go all the way down the line. And the more popular you are, obviously, the more well-known you are. And you're going to have those camps of people who love you and people who hate you. For a while there on the internet, I was so narcissistic because I believed I was proud to announce that I was the most hated, most reprehensible, <clears throat> repulsive, terrible, awful um, person that the world had ever set its eyes on. I had actually believed that, and instead of crawling into a fetal position in a dark corner and withering away like most people would do, I thrived on the idea that I was touching people's hearts so much and renting space in their head that no matter if you loved me or you hated me, you could not stop watching. And I was proud of that. Because I always had this weird belief that if you watched and listened long enough, you and I would find common ground. You and I would relate. You'd understand where I'm coming from. I'd understand where you're coming from. And we'd shake hands and we'd virtually be pals after it was all said and done. Well, that's... <laughs> A person can dream, right? Sure. So I had been around the block a few times. I'd been around the block. And I decided that I was going to do this show. And the show was doing good for a while. And I was bringing popular people up. I was interviewing people. I interviewed everything from atheists to religious people to people of other faiths. And God TV radio was really blowing up. I had the whole images and intros and endings and neat stuff going on during the show it looked really really professional it was tight it was smexy and i got so ahead of myself i started thinking you know what i'm not just going to invite you know my friends or popular people i'm going to try to create um a hollywood squares where anybody and everybody could come in. I thought that'd be so cool. How hard could it be to control 10 people on a screen and make sure that if some stranger comes in, how difficult would it be or challenging to keep everybody behaving properly? 
I mean, it's only three hours, right? Sometimes only two. Should be easy. Make a couple mods that you think you can trust. And, you know, even when you go to use the restroom or you have to have a coffee because it's a long stint, you think to yourself, ah, I got it made. I'm a smart guy. I've been through hell and back in my existence. How hard can some kind of virtual thing be, right? Well, that's where I got ahead of myself. I really underestimated the, the evil that uh, resonates from the internet. I went from everything from seeing people try to post pornography on my live broadcast, and they had the ability to do it quicker than Billy the Kid in the old Western movies and shows. You know, I drew the gun really fast. Ba-ding! There were people that were so quick as if they were just waiting to be put live so they could do that. And that became frustrated. It also became frustrated because even if you put them out of the room, they could come back less than a minute later under a hundred different accounts. These were people who clearly had no life and no existence, who had spent a great deal of their existence uh, putting these things together, just waiting for the moment that a guy like me, a nice guy, was going to go live so they could do that. And I'm not sad to say that most of these people who participated in these actions of trying to script kitty my live shows, porn bot me, do all these things, almost every single time, they were of the atheist equation, skeptics, non-believers. Even if you were doing a show that seemed like it was positive, where you were being friendly with a non-believer, it was always as if, in a matter of moments, it was like it just summoned all the evil from the shadows and darkness. So, here I am thinking at this point, getting pretty exhausted by having to babysit the virtual peons of the internet, trying to hold this idea in my head that my shows may be able to benefit people by bringing an audience who may not be familiar with God and what his blessings are and his love into an idea of sowing seeds so salvation might be able to be received. That was the idea. Making friends and teaching people about Jesus Christ and the concept of God. And, uh, oof, apparently a lot of other people had other ideas on how my show should go. And I realized that, and the more and more you see that people who are allegedly your friends or people that you think that you might be able to trust, turn it into what they want and completely step all over what it is that you're doing, it not only becomes exhausting, but it becomes disappointing. And you start realizing when you're trying to do something that's very important and positive and watching other people that you thought were also positive now trying to ruin your very dream and your desire, it um, it's heart-crushing, soul-draining. That, is that the right way to express it? And 
the enjoyment is just completely sucked through a universal vacuum out into space. That's what it was like. And I hadn't even got to the point where we were doing shows about Kentovin yet. So we're going to get to that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you at where my state of mind was before Kentovin even came into the picture or at least on my show. Remember, I always liked Kentovin, and I've got nothing negative to say about him whatsoever, and you won't hear me say anything negative coming from me um, throughout the entirety of this video. So if that's what you're expecting, you may want to just click out of the video and go watch Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Uh, that way you can study up on the origin of atheism. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so how did things go? It seemed like every other two weeks, um, while doing a live show, people amplified themselves. It's as if they wanted to show their show their ass when they were on the live show. Even the people that I thought were good and cool, they wanted to prove how smart they were. And sometimes they would go about it by ranting for long periods of time. You know, one of those long grandma wants to tell you about what happened back in 1940 type of shit, where they just don't shut up. They just keep going on and on. And then when you finally think you're at the end of that rant, they forget what all they said and then repeat themselves over and over like a sad, sad person with memory issues. Well, that's what it was starting to get like. And then you had these people who also felt pressured because they couldn't handle the social media presentation. And what I mean by that is there's some people where you'll start to make friends with them and then they start listening to other people who don't even know you, understand you, comprehend you people that have never even spoken to you in their life. The internet's about memes and rumors, gossip, which is like one of the big no-nos in the Bible. No gossip, no rumors. That's what Jesus asked us not to do. Don't do that to your neighbor. Don't spread a bunch of misinformation because you'll cause that person tragedy. And most likely, in the end, you're going to get it all back at you sevenfold. Do unto others as you want done unto you. You don't want somebody out there saying that you got crabs or butt lice or anything like that, so don't do it to other people, especially if you don't know. And technically, even if you do know they got butt lice, that should probably not be something that you tell everybody publicly, unless you think it's like some kind of uh, pollution or vaccine or, you know, quarantine type of thing. Of course, I never heard of butt lice being that serious or dangerous, but on the internet, you can make mountains out of mohills, is what I hear. So, I contact Kentovin, and uh, it's easy to get a hold of him. He's got all of his information, the description of his videos, and every single video, he invites you down to where he's at, Dinosaur Adventureland. Um, he's got a phone number, he's got information, he'll, hell, he'll even talk to you on the phone and write you out a map if you don't have GPS or Google. And, uh, he's the type of person who, 
he's just set in motion always. For anybody that's never talked to Kent or know about his personality, he's always looking towards the future. He's one of these type of guys who admits that he's made mistakes. He'll admit momentarily that there's been problems and issues all throughout his life, but he's a man who looks forward. He's always looking in the direction of God, and he figures that if anything ever goes wrong or problems, like most good Christians, he just tries to move forward and hope that people don't begrudge him and that forgiveness can be had. He's a normal man with an amazing amount of charisma and has been a wonder whenever it comes to health. I mean, the guy is up in his 70s, and he could probably outrun me in a race, and I just turned 46. Well, I'm going to be 46 come December uh, Christmas, in case anybody doesn't realize that. I was born in 1976, and the guy could probably outrun me. I don't know if he can outlift me, but he could probably definitely, because I've seen him trucking around that, uh, that big old outside zoo he's got going on up there. So, I'm talking to a guy that I grew up watching and listening. To me, he was like the Christian version of Mr. Rogers. He was like a Captain Kangaroo to me. And I'm talking about the humor part of him. <clears throat> He's a really, really funny guy. But whenever it comes to intellect and philosophy and all that, biblically... He was amazing that as well. He had that serious side to him, that I want to get you saved concept to also he could make you laugh. And some of his jokes were way, way beyond what some Christians are able to handle that are stiffs. Luckily for him, I wasn't always a Christian, so <laughs> I was able to completely identify and relate with his mode of way of doing things. Well, in the process, um, the mistake and gauntlet had already been dropped because I had already assured people that my shows are live and anybody and everybody can come in, keep it clean, you're going to be broadcasted, you're going to be on the air. I had drug addicts come into my room. I had alcoholics. I had people with schizoid problems, psychotic people people who threatened to kill me, as well as the other people in the rooms. I had people who were coming in, and before they were even broadcasted, I could already see what was happening on their screen. I seen more peckers than most people in their lifetime watching porn will see. Um, it was just extreme... Oof. I, I can't even find the words to tell you just how um, awful it was or terrible. I remember feeling positive at first. Oh, cool. Kent has come into my show and he's talking about the usual things he's into. And he's also open to answering any questions. Always straightforward. Always honest with me. Always making me laugh. Always having a good time. Unfortunately, by putting this popular person up on the show and making him a consistent celebrity that ends up coming onto the show, 
I began to attract some of his positive Christian friends as well as followers and audience members. But at the same time, I started realizing that I was not the most hated person on the internet. Unfortunately, any celebrity out there and popular person probably believed the same thing I did, that we all specifically think that we're the most hated depending on the clubs and classes that we deal with. It turned out that Kent had a lot of abnormal people who were watching his shows looking for anything and everything, people who had dedicated blogs and websites. I had not seen this kind of obsession since the time of Happy Cabby and Nick Bravo. I had not seen this kind of obsession since the loserawards.com. It was insane. And if you showed any respect towards the guests that were in your room that were nice enough to put their time into coming onto my show, if I showed them any decency, any appreciation, any respect, and I laughed with them or had fun with them, the people that hated them would now eventually put me on their dart list. They all added me to the hate club. I was now a terrible person. Now people were looking into my private information. They were looking into this. I remember before this awesome person, Kentoven, even came to my show, I was already having a lot of experiences as it was because I was already gaining my own uh, demon army that was always biting at my knees and my ankles. I was already, the devil was already after me in full force and demons, and now I was taking upon the darkness that tries daily to take out Kent, Matt Powell, and many, many other Christian users out there. Well, for anybody out there that wants to know some of the stuff that was going on, because I'm not going to get into full detail, I'm just going to tell you there were people out there that didn't like Kent. There were people who were connected at one point in time with Kent where things didn't go right, things went sideways, and usually because of their own behavior or because Kent was too busy to spend um, valuable time on the nonsense that was going on between him and a relationship or with a friendship or with an employee or someone who volunteered with him. Kent's been around the block many, many times, and he's gained a lot of people, and he's lost a few people. It is what it is. Any preacher, any person who runs a business, there ain't no way around it. That's a part of life. That's what's going to happen to you. So, what ends up happening is I felt like the show was starting to go down the uh, tube. It was getting thousands and thousands of views, but it wasn't the show that I wanted to host. I wanted to host a show where people felt good and they felt positive, where there was open discussions and people felt safe. I didn't want a clown show. There was plenty of clown shows out on the internet. 
I had gained a reputation for being someone that was open-minded, someone who was spiritual yet skeptical, someone who could see both sides of a debate and discussion, an intellectual, a philosopher, someone who can really, really dig deep into topics that make people think and also think about things they've never even thought about in their life. That was my specialty. That was what I was good at. And I wanted to be able to share the positive experience. I wasn't profiting. I wasn't making any kind of money. There was no glamour in it. I just simply wanted to make good friends, meet new people, and maybe shine some light in people's lives. And unfortunately, my show turned into a clown show. It turned into a, uh, a hate club where people come in that you don't know and they throw all kinds of gossip and rumors out. They start a lot of trouble, get the celebrities and the popular people all wound up. Those people end up coming back, having to defend themselves against another person's rumors. People were already deemed as guilty and never even once did anybody imagine that the people were innocent. And it turned into a court trial over and over and over. And I, even I got sucked into some of the negativity because I was hearing so much filth from all different directions. I didn't know what was right or wrong, what was up and what was going down. I just did not know anymore. Because the truth is, ladies and gentlemen, although I wanted to make friends, I didn't know anybody at all. I knew names, I know avatars, and then after two hours, I go back to doing my life, paying my bills, playing my video games, hanging out with my family, chilling with my children, trying to stay healthy, trying not to die. And it just, uh, it went bad. I felt like I was no longer serving God. I was starting to get angry with God because I wanted God to give me the strength and the wisdom to be able to help these people. And I kept on hearing a voice in my head, but I wasn't listening. These people have free will. They have choice. It's their life. You can't change their life. They have to make the decisions and choices themselves. Stay out of it. Continue to do unto others you want done unto you. But please, God, I want to be able to help people. I want to bring people together. I want, I want, 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 want. And then finally, the last words were the scariest words that God told me. He said, Brett, shut it all down. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Just give me a shot, God. Let me, let me try to turn it all around. I'm a smart, rational, logical person. Just give me the opportunity. God said, shut it all down now. So I went to my settings. It took me about five minutes because YouTube's navigation is so complicated and convoluted. I looked for that delete button. 
it wasn't the first time I had deleted an account, and it wasn't the first time that I removed, but it just seemed like every time YouTube patches their website, that delete button becomes harder and harder to find. But I found it, and I was like, Brett, thousands of subscribers? All this work, all these videos, all this time? And then I remembered, I got all my positive stuff on the radio. I got all my stuff out there archived on the radio for the world to be able to hear. And all the negativity is sitting in a folder. And with one click, I could remove and delete it all. Just one single click. Well, two clicks, actually. You right-click the folder, scroll down, click on delete, and voila. And maybe a third click if you want to empty the trash can and get rid of everything. But that's what I kept on hearing. It was like a thunderous roar in my head. Delete the account. Delete the account. And that's what happened. So finally, after I took a long, long vacation, spent some time doing still some stuff on the radio but kept away from youtube and other social media outlets i started feeling the vibe of coming back i haven't even bothered to ask god if it would be okay to do a live show or try again because i already know the answer I know that if I get involved or I get in the ring with uh, atheists and other religious people, um, there's too much anger, there's too much rage. No one wants to actually be your friend. No one wants to actually rationalize or use logic. People just want to feed their egos and their pride. Heck, there's people out there who are so narcissistic that they actually name themselves ego. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if I will ever do um, a live show on my channel again. Um, if someone like Kent or his wife, Sandra Hovind, who's a very, very sweet and wonderful person. She's been nothing but kind and supportive, as has Kent. Or someone like Matt Powell were to invite me out somewhere to do a show or something like that on their own terms, <clears throat> I believe that those men and those women have the patience that I don't have. I have the ability to articulate myself. I have the ability to share my feelings and express my thoughts. But being in a cage with a bunch of other wild animals that's clearly not my specialty. It's not something I belong in doing. And people, you're more than welcome to leave comments and explain to me why it would be such a good idea to try to walk into the throat of hell again like that. But I assure you, I have absolutely no ambition and desire anymore to do any of that. My family and I are just fine with hearing my mouth running on the radio. And from time to time, the recordings put up on YouTube for all to hear. And every once in a while, an exclusive recording uh, for either the radio or exclusive for YouTube. 
depending on the mood and how I'm feeling that day. So, yeah, unless uh, there's somebody out there who opens a podcast or a show, I most likely won't go on. And if I do go on a show um, with someone who invites me, I have to know the person. And the person under no no condition whatsoever cannot and will not put other people in the room that I do not know who may have the potential to attack or start fights and all this because this is not what God wants me to do and it's not what I personally want for myself. I enjoyed the positive good times with Kent. I enjoyed the positive good times with Sandra. I can't say there's a lot of people out there that I enjoyed talking to for a long period of time. There's some people from time to time that you see them in passing where you have that moment where you're like, hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? Ooh, you know, and yada, yada, yada. But I'm just not, uh, not going in that direction anymore. Now, if people do want to call, if you read my introduction up to the video or look in my description, you are going to see that I am offering the ability to people for people to call my radio station. I will not be picking up immediately. You would have to leave a recording. If you call in and you try to hide your number when you call, it'll end up transferring you onto a long drawn out recording basically explaining to you how you're going to get through and if your call does go through and your number shows up then you can leave a recording my staff will listen to it and if you're a clean decent person then you'll get a call back usually within a little while when I'm free to do that or within a couple days so if you have the intention of using it to act like a clown or show off for mommy or daddy or your little girlfriend or boyfriend and you want to call up and act like a dumb animal remember your call is traced I'll see your phone number and if you say something that is illegal then you'll be reported to the police and I've done that before Unfortunately, there's people who've basically screwed up their life because they didn't know how to control their own mouth, and that's sad. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Kent Hovind and family. Merry Christmas, Sandra Hovind. Thank you for all the kitten pictures. Merry Christmas to people of all different faiths, and Merry Christmas to the soulless primate troglodytes. God bless.